everyone, and welcome back to Newfound Pod, a bite-sized podcast about Newfoundland. I'm your host, Debbie Wiseman. This is episode two, Newfoundland, Tell Me More, with the side of Chase the Ace. My episode titles are dorky because I'm a dork and I'm not ashamed of that. This episode is going to tell you a bit about the province of Newfoundland before I get into the storytelling of things that are happening and have happened here. I feel like I need to do a breaking news type thing, though, because Chase the Ace just finished in the ghouls. If you've never heard of Chase the Ace, you're in the same situation I was in about a year ago. Now I have Ace Fever. So what is Chase the Ace? Basically, it's a fundraiser held by an organization like a church or a local sports team. People buy tickets on the Ace each week. At each draw, a number is chosen, and that person comes to the stage and picks a card, either by cutting the deck, or in later stages, a card that is face down on the table. If they pick the Ace of Spades, they win. It starts out with all 52 cards available, and when one is chosen, it's removed from the deck and torn in half and put on display. If you don't choose the Ace, you get a consolation prize, which is 20% of that day's ticket sales. There's also a 50-50 draw, separate from the ace, which has been as high or higher as the consolation prizes some weeks. If you're interested in the complete rules and breakdown of prizes, I'll have a link to that on the blog. Chase the Ace has become a phenomenon in the Atlantic provinces of Canada. I first heard about it last year in Bay de Verde, when a town with a population of about 400 people suddenly became famous because of the ace. Over 3,000 people flocked to the town each week, hoping to win the big one. Chris LeDrew won that one, after driving over 150 kilometers to get to the draw. He won a jackpot of over $700,000. Check out the show notes on the blog for the video of him picking the ace with just three cards left, and the celebration afterwards. It's worth it. That one had been going on for almost a year. This week, nearly 100,000 people descended on the ghouls for Chase the Ace. The ghouls has a population of 12,000, and that 100,000 people means that one of every five people in the whole province of Newfoundland was present at Chase the Ace tonight. I was told that normally, the chances are that the Ace will go within 26 weeks. That wasn't the case in Bedevert, and it wasn't the case in the ghouls Chase the Ace either, which began in October and ended tonight. In fact, the one in the ghouls, which was being held on the site of St. Kevin's Parish in the school, had to be ended early because of the size of the crowds being drawn to the town every week. They had to go with a contingency plan, which meant that on this final night, numbers were drawn and people kept picking cards until the ace came up. Again, if you're interested in the details of the contingency plan, check out the show notes at newfoundpod.com. Tonight... Glenn and Rosalind Stokes picked the first card, not the ace, so they got a consolation prize of $437,000. Pretty nice consolation prize. Next up was Don and Marge Gorman, who were either going to win the grand prize by picking the ace or settle for a consolation prize of $25,000. Lucky for them, though, they picked the ace and went home with a check for $2.6 million. Some people were saying that the Ghouls now holds the distinction of the largest Chase Ace Prize in Atlantic Canada. I'm not sure if that's true. Oh, and the 50-50 prize ended up being over $400,000 as well. 
It was a wonderful night with music, dancing, a guy dressed up as Santa, another guy dressed up as a leprechaun giving out lucky charms, an Elvis impersonator, and of course, Carol. Carol is the voice you hear at Every Chase the Ace. And tonight, the crew of CBC gave her a shirt with her picture on it. It was really sweet. One thing I love about the Ace is the support that other players show to possible winners as they make their way to the stage. When the Ace is drawn, those cheers from the crowd bring tears to my eyes. Now, with the Ace excitement out of the way, let me tell you about The Rock. No, and I don't mean The Wrestler or that movie with Sean Connery or Nicolas Cage. I'm talking about my rock, Newfoundland. We are a province on the east coast of Canada. The furthest east, in fact. So far east that sometimes people forget about us and we're left off maps and coast-to-coast tours and stuff like that. But that's a topic for another day. It's pronounced Newfoundland. Not Newfoundland. If this podcast accomplishes nothing else, I hope it spreads the awareness of the proper way to pronounce Newfoundland. Newfoundland is actually Newfoundland and Labrador. Newfoundland is the island portion. Labrador is the part that is connected to Canada. They share a border with Quebec. I'm focusing on the island because that's what I know. That doesn't mean I don't love the people of Labrador too, or I won't do episodes that include them, but I'd love to hear a podcast like mine focusing on life in Labrador. If there is one, let me know, and if there isn't, someone start one. I'll give you any advice I can. I'm always open to learning more about the people in Labrador. Newfoundland has an area of over 111,000 square kilometers, or 43,000 square miles, with a population of just under half a million people. About half of those people live in the area on the southeast tip of the island, the Avalon Peninsula. I have trouble saying peninsula. Usually just called the Avalon. Over 100,000 live in the capital city of St. John's, meaning that even though it's a huge island, one-fifth of the population lives in that one city. The rest of the population is mostly spread out along the coast, with very few towns inland. We weren't always a part of Canada. In fact, we were a British colony up until 1949, when we joined Confederation and became Canada's 10th province. In fact, my mother was born before this, so she was actually born a British colonist and became a Canadian in 1949 at the age of 10. In 2003, a survey suggested that over 70% of people still considered themselves as Newfoundlanders first, Canadians second. Most of us don't want to leave the Union. We're just proud of being from here. Newfoundland even has its own time zone. We're one and a half hours ahead of Eastern Time. Labrador is one hour ahead of Eastern Time. Every year, we're the first place in North America to celebrate New Year's. By the time they celebrate on the West Coast four and a half hours later, I'm in bed. So, what does Newfoundland have to offer to visitors? There's whale watching and bird watching tours. There's iceberg tours. There's hiking trails, many historic attractions like Signal Hill, the Belle Isle Mines, and Lansom Meadows. There's beautiful scenery, unique and delicious food, all kinds of festivals from music, film, and dance. There's George Street, which is a small street in downtown St. John's known for its many, many bars and pubs, and so much more. Obviously, there's way too much to this place to discuss in one episode, which is why over the next months, and hopefully years, I'll be coming to you weekly with stories of Newfoundland. I want to thank everyone who has listened so far. 
The feedback has been amazing, and the love for my little podcast has just blown me away. Remember, if you aren't following me on social media, all those links are on newfoundpod.com. And if you have iTunes, please rate and review. It really helps. Thanks, and I'll talk to you soon.